Oh, we are so back. Oh, we are so we back. Are so back. We were gone for a while, but yep. we are so back. Uh, hello and welcome to Free to a Good Home. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me mm-hmm. this week, as always, mm-hmm. is a man who I saw a photo of uh-huh. from maybe 10 years ago. Yep. And I realized you've lost quite a bit of weight. <laughs> I was like, because I have never, maybe not 10 years ago, maybe like eight years ago, but yeah. I never, I've never thought of you as a, as a guy <laughs> whose weight fluctuates. I've always thought you was just Ben. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I, uh, so it's I was like, good. I could have just been a bad angle, but could I was like, been... Ben looks so fit and healthy now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. I think since the last time we recorded this podcast, uh-huh. I've literally gone like considerably more grey, which is like, <laughs> like these things happen very quickly and it'll come for yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, no, Actually, it's been... is your father grey? Uh, it's hard to tell because he has like crazy hair. Yeah, he dyes his hair purple on account of mental illness, I imagine. But um, uh, no, I've been going grey since I was in primary school. Do you dye indi- it? Or no, it... there's individual grey strands okay. that'll right. pop up from here, there, there. Um, Now that I no longer work at Triple J, we... I don't have to dye my hair. Yeah, you can grow a long flowing beard and start wearing robes around. And um, um, I want to say that uh, we are back. And It's been um, what, like maybe it's been like a while. I can't five months? If, we, if we've done one since Arlo was born. I think we might have, but... Sure. Um, Arlo's I... a, 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 a child. Oh, he's a child. He's a baby. He's a baby. Yes. He's seven months old now. Um, uh, Eleanor Robertson, who hasn't been on this podcast, but is a writer and and she listens to this podcast, um, really rudely accosted me at a wedding the other day. Oh, yeah? uh, Saying, you know, in not these words, but actually, no, in these words, Uh put out another free to a good home, you fuck. Or something (laughs) like like that. Sure, sure. And the annoying thing is, Michael, we'd already kind of agreed to do this by the time she said that. Oh, yeah. And now I kind of feel like I'm rewarding that behaviour. Yeah. Well, um, I think I I can understand your concerns because it, it will only encourage people like Eleanor to find specifically Ben on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. I guess yell at him, spit at him. I don't think it works with you. So no. I think people know that the way to get this show made <laughs> is to bother me. <laughs> um, but it's great to be back. It's great to be back in your lovely house. You know, it's interesting. when you walk, When I walked in here, and it's a fucking mess, man. Like well, it is. Yeah, it's it's an absolute. Well, we've not is, recovered from the wedding, frankly. Well, this is my question. Yeah, because I was at your wedding. Sure. And guess what? What? It wasn't here. No. <laughs> like, but all of the pre-wedding events were. Okay. So the Mendy, where everyone does all the. Sorry for listeners. Hello, I got married. Um, <laughs> to hum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the pre-wedding events, which is the Mendy, where everyone does the henna. Yeah, the henna, um, like the temporary tattoo. Probably not temporary tattoos, but temporary tattoos. Because you had a few. You had a few pre-wedding events. Oh, you yeah. had the Mendy. You had the Halud. The Halud. We had to do a, um, and the Mendy was here, and then also everyone got ready here. Sure. And. I won't show you upstairs, Ben, but upstairs okay. there is just a room full of like silk robes Beautiful. from all the various people. And ones we didn't even use, just ones that uh-huh. aunties and friends and uh, uncles have just given us uh-huh. in case we needed them for the wedding. Because I think the Bengali community just has extra silken robes that they just hand and they just cast around. And we're like, what sure. the fuck am I going to do with all these robes? Ben? Sure. I, um, I, I was also at your halud, which yes. was a really delightful day. That's, um, like a, that's like a turmeric ceremony where, um, for people who don't know, um, where uh, the, they people you sit the, the bride and groom sit on a sofa or a throne, yeah, and you get turmeric. People get turmeric and come up and smear it on your skin. Yeah, and then we give you a little treat. And you got to feed us by hand. Feed us by hand. It was really really nice. But my one of my favorite things about that day, well, there were two things. Mm-hmm. One was. Uh, it was very well organized in that, like, everybody got a number because it takes a while, right? Like, oh, dude. So and this is the thing. So we were number like I don't know, like twenty something or, or whatever, yeah. right? And you guys had been at it for an hour, getting fed little slices of like melon and yep. and turmeric smeared on mm. you and all that. You were very turmeric-y by the time that we got to you. <laughs> very pungent. <slippery. laughs> um, but anyway, like there was like a little break in the proceedings where like Tom Cardi and Big Zerps could sing a song and it oh, was really yes. beautiful. But like we realized, and you realized, yes. I guess at that point that you'd gotten through like five fucking people, <laughs> and it had been like an hour, an hour and a half maybe. And so by the time we got to you, it was great because like you were in full. Like when we used to run gigs <laughs> at university, you were in that full mode. You were like, Anya, Moses, Ben, nice to see you. Sit hit, here, sit <laughs> here. Yeah, lovely. Turmeric sweet. S- smear. Does anybody? Okay, great. There's a camera there. Look Photo. at it. Great. Next. Who's next? Who is next? Look at the number that you have. 
Because the gaps, <laughs> the gaps between this is what's killing us. <laughs> um, it's it's so funny you mentioned that because I remember I remember that slightly differently. I remember me being like, "Hey everyone, um, you've all got another like <laughs> super gentle." But like, I reckon since that, that was probably about a month ago now. I reckon maybe. Four or five people have been like, hey, dude, how was the Hollywood? We had a great time. Are you okay? <laughs> um, uh, but the since second, then... Sorry, the second thing I loved about oh, yes, yes, was when we're on our way. Now, I'll, I'll wear that actually part of this story is me getting something wrong, right? <gasps> we're on the way to the Hollywood. Moses was in the back. Oh, first of all, by the way... It was in a lovely park, just so you know. It was, it was a beautiful. Bit of, yeah. Mm. Um, first of all, this is not relevant, but I'm just thinking about that car trip. Uh-huh. Moses really likes the Beatles right now, Okay. Well, what is it? do you have a favorite? John, Paul, well, this George. Is the thing, right? Okay, he's obsessed with how many p- people were in the Beatles, and he's also obsessed with like how many, who's singing each song, which made me realize like I have no fucking idea. Like I'm always like that's definitely John, and then I listen to some more. I'm like, ah, is, it? is it? I mean, you know, Octopus's Garden is Ringo. <laughs> well, actually, obviously, the other day we would. Uh, we just had like Beatles number ones on or one a, a compilation yeah. or whatever, and Yellow Submarine came on, and from the back, Mo was like, "This does not sound like the Beatles," <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, well, dude, that's interesting you say that because actually, like, Paul and John wrote most of the songs, but they let Ringo write this one, <laughs> and he's singing this one too." And then after a gap, he listened to the song a little bit more and went, "Did he get in trouble?" <laughs> 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 anyway, so um, we were driving to, to your lovely Hulud mm-hmm. and Moses from the back seat just pipes up. Me and Anya are in the front and pipes up and he goes, what, wh- why? I can't remember what song was playing, but it was Beatles song. He's like, why did, th- why did that man shoot John? And I was like, what? How did-? And, she was, and he was like, yeah, why did that guy shoot John? And I looked at Anya and she was like, well, he asked me how John died. And I was like, because first of all, he asked if John was still alive. And then I said he wasn't. And then she said, how did he die? Because he's obsessed with how people died. So I told him that somebody shot him. And I was like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, we can lie to this kid. And then... Um, what would Hang on. What would you have told him? I oh, just got... He just, buddy... You know what? We're going to listen to something else. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mind of the improviser. <laughs> so I said to him, well, buddy, he shot John because he was really sick. He was like, what do you mean? John was sick? I was like, no, no, no. The guy, his name's Mark David Chapman. And um, You're naming the killer. <laughs> You're naming the killer to your, what, three or four-year-old son? I was like, he's, and he was just, it was really sick. And, and he got so sick that he got confused and he, and he shot he shot John Lennon, and it was really sad. And Mo goes, "Is that what? Is that what happens when you get really sick?" I was like, "No, very rarely do you get so unwell that you shoot a beetle." But <laughs> anyway, the other thing he asked, because I was already flustered, the other yes. thing he asked was after all this, he's like, "Where are we? What are we doing? Uh-huh. Like, where are we going?" Uh, and I was like, "We're going to Hamanhing's Halud." He's like, "What? What is that?" And I was like, "Well, it's like a." It's like a thing that happens before a wedding. And I know now mm. that it's like a Bengali thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought it was a Muslim thing, right? Right, okay. So I said to him, I, I said to him, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a ceremony uh, and it's like a Muslim ceremony where like people come and I told him about the turmeric and stuff. And he was like, hang on, what's a Muslim? And I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <sighs> so again, I didn't like already done the John Lennon, Dave, John, uh, David Chapman thing. And I was like, I don't, I don't have an in me, man. Like, so I was like, you know how you're Jewish? It's like well, it's actually actually not like that at all. Um, <laughs> it's, historically, disagree um, quite a bit, quite a few things. Um, but like, it's like a religion or like an ethnicity. And he was like, "Who do I know that's Jewish? I mean, Muslim." And I was like, "I was like, oh great, yes, uh, Hum is Muslim, and Shakira, Shaq, she's Muslim, and little baby Frankie um, is Muslim." And he just goes, "Ah, okay," as if I'm the fucking idiot. He's like, "Ah, girls are Muslim." <laughs> 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 um, so we had a lovely time at your Hulud um, Well here's the thing about getting fed by hand yeah. For three hours By 150 people or whatever you it was you don't like germs Don't like germs <laughs> Three days later Boy did I get the sickest I've ever been Oh really I got so fucking ill And um, 
I mean, look, the week before that, I'd been at Splendor on the Grass, so who knows yeah. what I picked up and what what was sure. at the time pulsating through the Triple J offices. Because you did have little toothpicks that we were meant to use, but did everybody use toothpicks? Most people use toothpicks, but it's just like toothpicks, but it's just like someone feeding you in, like yeah, it's just... Yeah, mouth's open, yeah. hands right there. Yeah. You're, you're not made of stone, you're going to have a lick. <laughs> okay. oh, I got so sick. And so uh, that weekend... Well, you, uh, you cancelled your own box. Well, yeah, I mean... Yes, I I didn't really want to have a bucks, and then yeah. some some friends sort of Can said I tell to me, you, sure. man, yeah. I suspected. <laughs> so in many ways, the uh, the the sickness was a gift in many ways because uh, I got to cancel the bucks. Yeah. Um, and then in the lead up to the wedding, I was le- I was quitting my job at Triple J. Yeah. And organizing a wedding. Yeah. And I um, was also flying to Melbourne every week to do the project. Yeah. I went. Insane, you. Man. Yes. Um, well, I mean, not in a proper way. I didn't shoot John Lennon, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but because the wedding was in the, uh, our reception was in Chinatown, um, yeah. and so we had to pay for everything in cash. <laughs> I was, I was trying. I, I, oh, by the way, I would not have said that's a given, but that's fascinating to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, uh, there's some things going on there sure, that the Australian sure. government can't know about. Forget about it. Here. Yeah, it's and, China. <laughs> um, and so. I would often be taking out. Okay, so I, the the wedding cost a lot of money. Sure, I had to pay for all in cash. It was it was it was quite simply the biggest wedding I've ever been to in my entire life. Well, a lot of that was um, family, Chinese family, you know, sure. Bengali family, and then just like um, you know all of our friends and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, like this is. This is an opportunity where we can just get everyone together and oh, it was the best and have it was, fun. It was amazing. It was one of those like I was talking to James Colley about it. And it was one of those weddings where it was like you would look at Instagram afterwards and be like, yeah. "Oh, that person was there!" Like, yeah, and you just, I didn't get to talk to everyone. Yeah. Anyway, so because I had to pay for the whole thing in cash, um, the first time I the first time I had to, I think I mentioned this in my speech. The first time I went to get out some money, which I haven't taken money out from the bank in twenty years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Had to get out. I think it was like seven thousand dollars for something. Mm-hmm. It was like for I don't know, flowers or wine or Jesus whatever it is. Christ. You know, <laughs> okay. what the fucking thing yeah. is. Some fucking thing. And um, the lady said to me at the bank tell, this is the George Street St. George. She said to me, oh, you can take up. She goes, you know, you can take out up to $10,000 before we tell the police about it. And I was like, oh, no, I just need this much. And she was like, you know, you can take out up to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then the the next couple of times when I I, I was that got in my head. Because I was like, so then if I ever had to take out more than ten thousand dollars, yeah, I was trying to take it out in nine thousand dollar increments, yeah, so that you know, like this was a lot of Anya's work when she was working for the Banking Royal Commission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they, well, they also ask if you take out more than two thousand dollars, you've got to call them in advance, yeah, and and they've got. So this is what Anya achieved. I or, think so. I yeah. think I think Anya was the one who made your life really difficult. Great. No, no, it was fine. <laughs> but they have to ask you what it's for. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and so because they, maybe they write down a book and whatever, and it's more than ten thousand, they have to tell the police, which is. Understandable. There's crime yeah. going on, but it's it didn't. Like, by the way, they call the police, and the police come to your house. The police just like write it down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It goes in so everyone's goes big books. All track, then goes, yeah. yeah. So I, but because I'm a bit paranoid, I was taking things out in nine thousand dollar increments, and because of timing, because I was so busy with work, like we had to, we were going all around the country for our finale. We were yeah. like traveling a lot. I often would take money out from the bank just when I had a second, and then forgetting that I had to fly somewhere that night. So then there was a couple of times where I was like multiple times where I was just flying to Melbourne with like $9,000 in a backpack, man. Oh, wow. And it, like putting that through security. Yeah. That's chill. That's very chill. I guess and no one, there's no crime. Yeah, there is no crime, is there? I mean, I think you should at least get roughed up for that. <laughs> no crime, but it just, it made me very um, uh, anxious the whole time. Yeah, of course. And that kind of wound its way into me. Just losing my mind can before I, the can wedding. Can I tell you something? Speaking of cash, so yes. you guys at your wedding had a wishing well that um, Simon Grant oh. designed that was beautiful. Oh, actually, can I tell you something about the wishing well? Okay. Okay. So, yes, we had a wishing well where people could leave a little envelope with some cash. And yeah. not that we... You, I, I, like, if anyone has ever been married, you, don't, you never expect everyone to bring a gift because you don't know what people's circumstances are. Sure. And, and also, it's like when you're throwing a big party... There is part of it that's like, if I not that I've ever thought this, but I could see someone thinking, 
Well, if I have to, if you're paying for my dinner, then I've got to come sure. and nobody give you money. Think, nobody, in the, nobody in the entire world thinks like well, that. But well, well, I'm just—I like, can imagine someone thinking. No, like, I, can, I, can, I can absolutely see you sitting there fuming at like <laughs> not fuming at a, at a mirror wedding like, to yours as the courses come out, being like, "Well, that costs thirty bucks." <laughs> no, not like that. We're <laughs> just like we're just like. Well, if I could have just not come and then you wouldn't have had to buy a meal and sure. I wouldn't have to give you money, we'll cancel this whole yeah, thing Yeah, there's almost yeah. like there's like another element there of like wanting somebody there to like celebrate. <laughs> which, which I, love which have, ha, ha, which I which understand. You can't discount, of course, but you have. You've, you've, you've just completely. Man, yeah. I, I think we've explained before that I have a lot of wedding trauma. No. Sure, 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 sure. No. <laughs> so afterwards, a friend said to us, um, are you going to write thank you notes to everyone? Yeah. Who get and I was like, I hadn't even thought of that. I was like, of course yeah. we should. Uh-huh. Of course we should. So the next um maybe the next day or the next couple of days, um, Hum and I went through the three hundred odd envelopes that were that we yeah. were there and we messaged everyone who had given a gift and we were like, Thank you for coming, thank you for celebrating with That's us. That's great actually with cash Listen. because you can you can do like a form thing, right? Like because you're not gonna be like, Thank you for X amount of cash. Oh no, no, I I, I was like <laughs> really uh, because everyone uh no, everyone knows each other and stuff, and I was just I would tried to I don't know what Hum did because we split it up, but yeah. my one certainly I Probably tried something to nice. I tried to write them. I don't know with Hum. <laughs> no, um, I tried to write them individually for people. I'm sure there were some jokes that came up again sure. here and there. But I remember like when we were doing that for our stuff because we ha- we didn't have a wish and we just had like physical stuff. Oh, you just had to be like, hey, thank you for the coffee maker. We'll use it to make... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. after a while, you're like, thank you for the beautiful salad servers. Mm. They will be wonderful for serving salad. Like <laughs> Now, the elephant in the room here, Michael, is that when you went through that, you would not have found... Well, here, no, hang on. <laughs> let, let, me get, let me get to this bit. Okay, let me get okay, to this. Okay. So I <laughs> went through... Yes, and and not that I had a list of everyone's names was marking them off. Yeah, but just because you are messaging people, yes, you you kind of are like, oh, there's some notable yeah absences, yeah. um, and and then again because my brain is, I think, brilliant, beautiful, yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful mind. Yeah, I was like, okay, there's a couple of people who didn't give gifts, and they are people who I'm like. I would. I, I'm not surprised, um, and I'm. Or not that I'm yeah, not surprised, it's, but I'm just, it's, it's totally scum. fine. Who cares? Scum. No, but it's like I don't know your circumstance. Yeah. Whatever. You just can't. Also, if you yeah. came up from, if you like flew from Melbourne, sure, 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 all sure, that sure, kind sure, of shit. Who cares? Thank you. Whatever. Thank yeah. you for being there. But there was a couple of, um, I would say, notable absences from yeah. the inner circle. Yeah. Now, yeah. and then I was like, fuck. What do I do here? So, Dave Harmon was an absence. Uh-huh. Okay. And and I, then was like. It, I would not ex- like. I can't be like, "Hey, did you give me a gift?" Well, or you not? did because he did that because, to me. Because, well, hang on, Ben. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Because I, I am on one on one hand. Yeah, I'm like, Dave. I don't. I. I th- I don't want Dave to find out that everyone got a thank you note and then he'd be like, why didn't he get a fucking thank you note if he did give a gift, Yeah, right? I also was like, fuck, did someone put their hand into the lion's mouth and steal some cards? Did Dave Harmon put his hand into the lion's mouth? Was there a a wedding heist? Yeah. Which everyone I've expressed this to has been like, what do you mean a wedding heist? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, now you're saying that's a pretty fucking good idea. (laughs) Um, Now, I eventually, I, I just left it with, with Dave and and then and then Hum happened to go and visit them, mm-hmm. Dave and Jack, and they were like, "We left this on the table. We're so sorry." Yeah, here's a card. And over the, the course of two weeks, yeah, I would say every person in the inner circle <laughs> who was missing has gotten in touch and said, yeah. "Oh, I, I, we yeah. left. Here's of course we're giving you blah blah blah." Now, yeah. the only people, uh huh, from I would say my my closest, yeah, maybe hundred friends, yeah, who attended the wedding and. And have not yep. uh, given a gift uh-huh. or anything. The only yep. person, yep, it's really you, Ben. Sure, it's you. Now, and, I guess, and I guess as a result, your family is represented by well, you see, in this instance. See, I but... sort of feel like when you're having a wedding and you're throwing a party and you're and you're paying for it and everything, like <laughs> giving money is like, oh, why don't we just why don't not we just... come? Um, <laughs> No, but what, this is, what this happened is what was, I, so I wasn't sure what to do with you because yes. I was like, obviously Ben is a close friend or a colleague or whatever. Yes, and and and, and I would ex- I, I would not expect, but I'm like, it would be socially weird if he didn't give a gift. Yes, exactly. So what happened was Anya came later because she was putting the boys down, mm-hmm. uh, and no, not like a vet does. She no. <laughs> putting them to bed, putting them to bed. And she came later. I thought she'd brought it. I actually thought she'd put it in the lion's mouth, and then through a comedy of errors, 
we realized that we hadn't. And I got in touch with... No, you got in touch with me and I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, oh, this happened. I'm going to give it to you next time I see you. Now, this is the next time I've seen you. Yeah. I was going... I was leaving the house today. Uh-huh. And I had some money. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> thinking about it. And I was like, outside of... Outside of the beautiful ceremony uh-huh. with the lion's mouth that Simon Griner made and popping it in there and everybody's doing uh-huh. it. Yes. Just rocking up to Hing's house <laughs> with a wad of bills and handing them over to him <laughs> feels really strange. So then I was like, I'll, I'll post it to him. You're so po- you got to post Well, me. I just I feel like I'm like bribing you to like... Well, this is... I mean, what you've done now is... This is now... This has become a podcast shakedown. And weirdly... <laughs> Not the first podcast <laughs> like shakedown. Is, weirdly, this is the second podcast shakedown. I don't have any fucking cash on me, man, all right? <laughs> You'll get your money. I'm going to give it to Hum. I'm going to give it to Hum and like somehow make it that you, you personally cannot spend it. There, there was um, actually... I reckon maybe three people who have directly either written checks to Hum or transferred money to Hum oh, that's with smart. that proviso that's saying really this smart. is for you and not for him. That's really smart. I wonder if that <laughs> happens to like other people. Probably not. Um, but it was a beautiful wedding, I, um, which, which I went to for free. Because I messaged you about this and I said, if, if, you, and, if you had decided not to give me a gift that would be fine. It would have been fine. Sounds like it probably wouldn't because have because I don't know if you remember this, but I spent most of your wedding in, in my car playing video games. Yeah, I do remember that, and you know, <laughs> the thought did cross my mind and crossed my mind this morning as well as I held that money in my hands. <laughs> and it feels like that that won actually because you didn't. <laughs> well, no, because again, I just felt yeah, it won. <laughs> you get it. I'm good for it, man. I'm good for it. Um, <laughs> the most interesting thing was was how you arranged the tables. Oh, because I I knew a lot of thought would have gone into that. I and it was a real like insight into the mind. Like it was being seen because in a way that's like I loved doing this. Yeah. So if, when you're when you're organizing a wedding, you get tables of I don't know how I many. The venue tells you right. They yeah, go hey, 10, this, ten, yeah, yeah, ten, twelve, whatever it is. And so you have very little wiggle room. And so you've got to organize people into categories, yeah. or you've got to like find links between people. And then once you've once you've just put people on the tables, then you've got to think about the order of people mm. in the circle as well. I, I thought it was like fantasy football for <laughs> conversation. I had so much fun doing this, which I, is again not a great reflection. I think on me. you balanced like me and Anya really well. Interesting, because there's not a lot of. There's not a crazy amount of crossover, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think you did that really, really well. I will say the funniest thing was that you had uh, Craig Rucastle at your wedding. And, um, <laughs> and you, I, I, I saw what you tried to do. Yes. Which was, because you also had Chaz invited. Yes. Who had RSVP'd that he was going to come. Yes, yes. And, and Chaz got a bit ill, and so Chaz and his wife didn't come. Yeah. So, But the idea was that you'd have like... Those three on a table together, yes, so they could hang out, yes. But when Chaz and Joss didn't turn up, yes, because Chaz got sick, yes. What you had, which was like the table across from me, was Craig Rucastle and just some of the oldest Chinese people you can possibly imagine. Um, but they're all fans of the Chaser, and they were very excited to meet Craig. That was great, and um, Alex Lee hosted. She crushed it. Oh, she crushed. Who was on? Who was on your table? Well, I think there would have been some former, Max Laverne, former guests in the show. Former, Max yes, Laverne, Max Laverne. Yeah. Um, he was a late call-up. So was he? I, that was because I'd done all the tables and I'd realised I'd miscalculated the invites or someone had cancelled or whatever. Yeah. It is. So I had like maybe like three extra seats or something. And so I messaged Max. Did you tell him? Or you had to, I Of guess, course. This, it, was it was like t- three weeks out and I was like, hey, cards on the table. Yeah. I made a maths error. There's a free meal if you want it. Yeah. And he came and it was That's great lovely. to see him. And we had his... Simon, Simon Griner and Briny. Mm. Uh, it was just, it was a real delightful evening. Um, Tom Walker gave probably the, the, the best and most vicious best man speech I've ever heard. It was. Uh, I mean, he was a man. He wasn't the best man. Sorry. No, he, okay. was a, he, was he was a, a man. man. Um, um, it's funny. Actually, I was talking to Demi uh, the other day. Um, I'm emceeing their wedding. Oh. And, and, uh, Do you I, expect to get paid? You could, they won't listen to this. Do you expect to get paid for that? Uh, no, I don't. But I was interested because I, I heard that you paid Alex. Well, I uh, that's a Chinese thing. If, if people help out the wedding, you've meant to give them like a little... Okay. Um, uh, you meant to give them a, a red packet with cash. Actually, my parents who were very helpful throughout all the wedding. We didn't really want to accept a lot of money from them because as soon as you take money from your parents, yeah. then they, they start feeling ownership of the thing. And exactly. Then, you know, 
And also then it becomes an arms race between the families. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of held off all of that for a long time until like maybe a week out. My mum was like, please let us do the red packets. Sure. So, okay. so like people like Alex or, you know, Vic and Tom or yeah. whoever who like had done stuff for us. And, you know, yeah. my friend Tia who DJed for a bit, you know, mum was like, I'll give them some money. And she was like, she was like, I was like, well, how much do you do? I don't know what you do. She's like, she's like, oh, I don't know. And then my mother went like full Lucille Bluth and was like, oh, I don't know. Is it like $1,000? I'm like, what are you talking about, mum? She's like, I don't, I don't know. What is this? What do you mean? $40? I'm like, what are you No, like? you've gone too far the other way, mum. <laughs> and she, um, and she, I think she quite generously, um, she landed on $300. Which I think is a very generous, yeah. I yeah. think if I was, Someone so do you think I should go to... Do you know what I can do? Oh, no. Well, here's the thing. I mean, my I... mum had to go to an ATM and oh. just take out thousands of dollars. And then she's bundling it up into little $300 increments. <laughs> and if you live in Sydney, Australia, you would know that $300 is about the going rate for a bag of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Which I And so she was just like handing these out on the night to people. And uh, she handed out most of them. I think I gave out a few as well. She handed out most of them. And I was like, this is going to be so quickly turned into drugs. Yeah. Well, we don't. The, um, the, you know what I just realized I can do? Yes. I can go to Tom and Demi and I can say, so thrilled, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, what an honor, blah, blah, blah. Three, 300 smackaroos. This is what, oh, this is the going right. This is what. <laughs> this is the going right. 300 smackaroos, please. Give it uh-huh. to hum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could then, bypass us And then and all then... debts are settled <laughs> The debt cycle Interesting um, But no, did you have fun? Did you have fun at your own wedding? Because it's, uh, it's, it's like People sometimes don't And like Yeah, I mean I had I, 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 This is a, a rare moment of, A rare moment of sincerity from me But I Had a um, It was night was nice To see <laughs> <laughs> Robot map. This should have been your speech. <laughs> it was nice. No, it was. Um, I guess because you invite that many people, but you don't. There was about three hundred and something people there, and I hadn't. You sent out individual invites, and it's not until you see everyone in the yeah, room yeah, that you're yeah. like, "Oh my goodness, this is so many people," yeah. and it's um, so many. And then you kind of start to think, like every time you see something, you're like, "Oh my goodness, that person." Travelled from Melbourne yeah. and flew up and got a hotel or whatever, and that person's come from Bangladesh or China, or whatever. Like you know, people had flown in from from lots of different places. Like my sister came from Germany, my her, and her husband mm. came from Germany. Like it's just like you're like, oh my goodness, this is like yeah. It would that was very and then watching people make friends and have a wonderful night, and then also because oh, there was quite a lot of booze at the wedding, um, because obviously it's a wedding, but also because I worked in bottle shops for so long and they just. Frankly, stolen some stuff over the years. Sure. I the, I put alcohol on all the t- from tables. Yeah, that was your from your private stash. Yeah, right? just like bottles of scotch or whiskey yeah. or tequila or whatever. Yeah. And um, let me tell you, um, that really um, that really let people who want if you were there to tie one on, yeah. you could certainly tie one on. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. really. Um, I think I left before it got because we had to we had a babysitter and sure. we had to. Uh, so I think I left around like ten ten thirty. Um, but I remember thinking like. Oh, there's a storm coming. <laughs> like, well, it, it was a storm that came um, probably about maybe a half an hour after you left because we got kicked out of there around eleven. And when you get kicked out of a Chinese restaurant, there is no like, "Hey guys, can you?" Yeah, it's literally yeah. like lights to full brightness. Yeah, literally, people were on the dance floor, and a guy came with a drill and started dismantling the <laughs> dance floor underneath. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, yes, my culture." <laughs> it was like. <laughs> That's so good. Um, hey, do you know, uh, you know, you've obviously um, uh, had some exciting news with your wedding. We have exciting news <gasps> in that we were sent, you and I have exciting yes. news. We were sent a packet of snacks. Oh, snack report. Yeah. Before we do snack report, can yeah. I just do two things that I think would be uh, two mm-hmm. other little wedding details I think yes, listeners would like to hear. One is that, as you mentioned, Tom gave an absolute crush of a speech that was one of the most brutal things I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, uh, just and listeners, um, uh, I think you'll appreciate one line that um, he Tom said, which was, uh, "Michael Hing is the strangest man I've ever met." And for those of you who don't know me, I spent two years at clown school. <laughs> just absolute crush. Um, he also referred to me like a a dog at some point. Yeah, like a dog. Well, seeing you seeing you do things that you enjoy is like watching a dog eat its own vomit. <laughs> it's like, well, it's basically fine, but ugh. I actually um, saw Tom in the bathroom before he gave that speech. Oh, yeah. 
just said this. I just said the shittiest thing to him. I didn't mean to. I was just being an asshole. Um, he was like in the speech. It was in. It was in the. It was in the bathroom, just like going over his cards. Oh, because he'd written it out on palm. He'd cards. written it on palm yeah. cards, and I was like, "How you doing, man?" And he was like, "Do you know what, man? I'm actually like, I never get nervous about this shit, but I'm really nervous <laughs> about it." And I was like, "Well, you'll crush it." And then I like went to turn away, and as if thinking about something, I turned around and went, "Oh shit!" Unless you don't, <laughs> <laughs> and then just walked out of the bathroom. <laughs> um, also, the only other thing I want to mention from the wedding is my dad gave a speech. Yes. Now, he and Tom had not spoken at all. Yeah. They, I don't know if they've even met. Yeah. Um, maybe they've met like once in maybe, you know, the 20 years of having friends with Tom. Yeah. But um, they, my dad just happened to give a similarly brutal speech about me. Yeah. That it, was basically like, Michael is a weird unit. Yeah, it was like, a, it was like a, I like when wedding speeches like kind of accidentally have like a leitmotif running through them. <laughs> and this was definitely, oh, how beautiful does Hum look and how smart and great and what a fucking freak she's marrying. <laughs> uh, like uh, someone, des- uh, I think Max Laverne, someone described it to me like, um, like, I was on the floor and my dad was unloading a clip into my head. Yeah, I was just sitting, like bang, was, bang, 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 bang next to Max at the at, at where, while he was watching it, and we, he was saying something similar. <laughs> I, I went to a wedding a week after yours yes. of a uh, former guest on the show, uh, James Hennessy. Sure, beautiful wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- where I where I gave a speech, and um, and uh, again, leitmotif, but it's a, it's a predictable leitmotif. Uh-huh. It was it was. You can probably guess it if you've ever seen James. James has an enormous rectangular head. He does a huge head. Um, yeah. And so, like, a lot of a lot of people were making comments. Uh, about I how big his head was. About how big his head was. <laughs> and just out of fucking nowhere, the father, the father of, the, of the bride, in, like, otherwise, like, quite a lovely and unassuming speech, got onto the topic of, of James's great big head and just looked at him and went, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A sniper's dream. <laughs> <laughs> Real um, uh, golden eye, big head mode style. Yeah, exactly. Everything's a headshot. Now, you were saying, Ben, since we've been away, we've received a wonderful care package. We do. From, from Meta, uh, Meredith Russo. Thank so you, thank Meredith. Thank you so much. I won't read her whole note because it's, it's really long and really lovely, but long story short, she sent us two sorts of things. She sent us snacks for us to try on the podcast. And uh-huh. And I'm going to be honest, we're not going to get through these. This, All these snacks. There's quite a few snacks. This, um, Bounty. This, this episode. But, but it's, it's good incentive to, um, to, to, to do some more episodes because we've certainly got enough snacks. Okay. Um, to, from Meredith to, to do a few of these. Um, she's also sent me some like gorgeous kids books that she's written. Oh, she's um, oh, this is Meredith the kids, the children's yeah. author. Yeah, so, so she's, this one's called "There's a Yeti in My Tummy." Now that seems that's it's that me- seems dangerous. Meredith, that's preposterous. <laughs> um, but it's really lovely. Uh, she writes books about like uh, kids expressing their feelings, which I can tell you is a challenge. But kids um, can't express the aura. They just they just like you know what I mean. Like Mo will just like be around the house, and there'll be something so clearly wrong, and he'd be like, "I feel funny, Dad." And I'll be like, well, let's talk about that, pal. And then, like, we'll talk for, like, half an hour. And I'll be like, oh, you're hungry. Like, Oh, sure. You know, you know who's like I mean? that? Hamara Marba, a grown woman. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll be like, oh, it's like this feeling where, like, I blah, blah, blah. And he'll describe it for a long time. We'll be like, oh, you're just, you're frustrated. That's fine. You know oh, what I mean? Like, So yeah. she's written this book called There's a Yeti in My Tummy. And she sent it to me to read to Moses. And I cannot wait. Uh, it looks beautiful. So is, thank you so much for is that. Is your new, ch- uh, what do you call it, a child? <laughs> <laughs> is your new child at an age... Where you can read to them? No. Well, you do. You do. You do because, like, they're seven months old. Well, Arlo's seven months old now, and I find that, like, uh, it kind of he kind of likes just the, the attention and and hearing my voice and and looking at pictures and trying to put the book in his mouth, um, which he enjoys. <laughs> Classic book experience. If I have if I have one criticism, uh, Meredith, uh, Arlo cannot put this book in his mouth. It's, it's too big, it's too, too floppy, too, big, too yeah. floppy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the paper stock, even though it's very nice, uh, I think that's just going to dissolve in a baby's <laughs> mouth. Um, 
But Moses is going to love this. Oh, and this one, this one's like a, this one's like a commercial one. Yeah, this is IP. Hot damn! This so, is a book from Meredith called "Sweet Dreams, Jack Jack," and, and that's from the Incredibles series. And Meredith had no way of knowing this, and if she does, I'm concerned. But we call Arlo Jack Jack sometimes because he looks a lot like Jack Jack from Incredibles. From the Incredibles. So Moses is going to love that as well. Um, I wonder if do you reckon this is probably licensed, or do you reckon this is? Yeah, I reckon it is. Or man. do you reckon this is illegal? I, I reckon it's probably on the level. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you, Meredith. These wonderful kids' books and uh, children's books. What do you call them? And for the the snackers. And for the lovely note, um, we're going to uh, try these snacks. Now you've gotten something in. The... <sighs> so Meredith, wait, wait, did we say where Meredith is from? Meredith, uh, she says is... these snacks are from a place near Vermont, so I'm, I'm right. imagining she's she's American, and she found the podcast by googling "funny podcast." So thank you. Hell yeah, um, Ticonderoga, New York. Yeah, which is right near Vermont. Oh, this is kind of funny. A friend of mine is uh, his wife, who I'm also friends with, is from uh, she's from Vermont. Yeah, they came to the wedding and they left a card that said, um, "Hope like here's like hope happy wedding." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Hope you'll really enjoy Vermont maple syrup as it's the best maple syrup in the world, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's a really funny thing to write on the car, just to have Vermont pride yeah, and whatever. Like, very nice, whatever. Yeah. Four days later, someone who was packing up for the wedding called us and was like, hey, did someone leave like two litres of uh, Vermont maple syrup? I am very surprised that you didn't twig to that earlier because <laughs> a normal like, person would read that and be like, oh, they gave us maple syrup. <laughs> this isn't some bizarre non sequitur. Well, I just thought, I was like, oh, Dave's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dave's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, Dave and, Dave and Beth have just written a lovely thing about <laughs> an ode to maple yeah, syrup. Man, they've really taken up a lot of the card real estate <laughs> on my wedding card talking about how good maple syrup is. Um, okay, so this, is Buck Mountain maple syrup, and these are what maple syrup candies. Yeah, it I looks guess? like they've taken maple syrup and like solidified it in some way. You know who so else is a big fan of maple syrup? Moses Moses oh, so, Jenkins. Um, Vermont maple syrup is um, the fictional president, President Bartlett. He does like Vermont maple syrup, doesn't he? he? Says it's, oh, that is nice. Yeah, it's good. Oh, now yeah. I'm going to try. It's a caramel. It's a sort of a a caramel treat. And it's frankly too sugary and sweet, and I cannot eat a second one of these because I will go into a coma. Okay, well, I've got here something that you can't eat anyway. Mm-hmm. What is this? Um, this is something that I think is going to really test the limits of my snacking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we we may have found a rock so large that God can't lift it. Um, <laughs> it's it's called oinks. <laughs> and it's got an incredible... God, North America, you're incredible. It's got an incredible slogan. The sweet and salty meat treat. Mm-hmm. So this is applewood smoked chocolate covered bacon. Applewood smoked chocolate covered bacon. So they get a pig, kill the pig, yeah, remove the bacon, yeah, cook the bacon, then smoke it. Cook the. Well, I don't know what order that happens is, but right. then, then they do the thing that you wouldn't expect, and they dip the bacon in in chocolate. In chocolate. Do you think they smoke the chocolate as well? Mm, Guess we'll never know. I don't know. Okay, but uh, so this is so, Ben trying. So the... what I've got here is like a bacon rasher. Yeah. But completely covered in chocolate. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a bit... You know what it is? Um, I almost called you Moses. Do you know what it is, Michael? It yes. has It has the... Um, right now, before I've tasted it, mm-hmm. it has the kind of consistency and weight of a curly whirly. You know what I mean? It's a thin... It's a thin... Yes. On, on account of how it's a rind of bacon. Yes, yeah, a yeah. A rasher of bacon. Yes, 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 um, yes So yes. I'm just going to taste this now. Um, now, this is... It's covered in a dark chocolate according to the ingredients. It also has... Uh, how, how many how many ingredients do you think are in a oh apple smoked chocolate covered bacon? Do you reckon what like four ingredients? Shut the fuck up! Turns out it's forty five ingredients. Look at that list of ingredients. Can I just say though? Yeah, they're all working in some sort of symphony. <laughs> oh yeah, you're I a really fan of. I really did not expect to enjoy this. You're enjoying the, the chocolate covered bacon. I really. You're enjoying the sodium phosphate, the sodium enthobate. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I can really, it really pops. Yeah, um, the hy- hydrogenated palm kernels, <laughs> cottonseed oils, glycerol. That is glycerol. Fuck, that's mm. good. Yeah, I mean, I can't eat it all. Even, well, even me. But um, thank you, Meredith. Um, kicked out of the park. And look, yeah. I imagine that Meredith has sent these nicely with with a sort of a hey, what a nice yeah. gift. But I imagine also she wanted us to plug her books. So well, no, I didn't think so. No. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, she's included the books, and they're a nice gift, but we should say as well, again, it's called There is a Yeti in My Tummy. Yep. And um, that that's by Meredith Rusu, and uh, it's about feelings. And the other one is Sweet Dreams, Jack-Jack. Jack, Jack. And, uh, and also, uh, she's got a Toy Story one, Socks on a Mission. So, Hot damn. Um, if you have children, or if you're just a bit weird. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
sorry, uh, just another snack report thing. Yeah. Is um, a gentleman who I guess probably doesn't want to be named. This is months ago now. Mm. Uh, not accosted me, but found me after um, a comedy festival show I did and was yeah. like, uh, I, I, he's like a guy who's, he's a person who's a Dragon Friends fan and yeah. we, we know this person. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and is, I should say, is harmless. You know what I mean? Sure. This isn't your. This isn't your. This Mark isn't David one of Chapman. the. This is. Yeah, um, they found me after the show and very kindly gave me, me some snacks, um, yeah. including some uh, some kimchi that yeah. they had made, fermented kimchi mm-hmm. in a in a lid, and they said to me, mm-hmm. "Good luck getting." They basically said to me, "Good luck getting this back to Sydney." I don't know how tightly sealed the vacuum seal is on this. Beautiful. And I said, "Okay, great." So I put all those snacks in like three layers of plastic, mm-hmm. put them in my suitcase. Yep. And boy, howdy, did that explode oh my God. Um, on the fly. I don't know if maybe in the air the water inside froze and then I don't know what happened. Yeah. But like I opened my, and again, not your fault because you did warn me, when I got back to Sydney, my three layers of plastic bags, still my suitcase was filled with shards of glass and Jesus kimchi Christ. and Do you know what I would have done? juice. In that in that situation, yes. if someone had handed me uh, what is what they had warned me was essentially a, bomb. a cabbage grenade, um, <laughs> which I, pro- I was meant to take on a plane. Yeah, I probably would have just left that bad boy in Melbourne. <laughs> Um, um, well, anyway, uh, thank you, thank you to that person as well. It's very, a very kind gift that I really messed up. Um, otherwise, how was I meant to transport it? You know, that's true, that's true. Um, but you, you're you're jobless now. You I am. Have you? You. I have. Finished. I have left Triple J. How does that feel? Honestly, Ben. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have had full night's sleep for like three weeks now. That must be a delight. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> wonderful. It is so wonderful. Like there were times when... Because I don't think... You don't strike me in the... In the, in the fuck, do you know it's almost been 20 years that we've known each other? It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like uh, in, the, in that time, you've mm. never really struck me as someone who likes to sit still. No. Um, no, uh, that's true. I, I love to be busy and do... And, you know... Uh, fill my life with as much work as possible. But, um, the, yeah, so I left Triple J maybe three weeks ago. And then since then I had one week where I was playing the wedding. Mm-hmm. Then I had one week where I was down in Melbourne doing a podcast. And now this is my first week properly off yeah. since leaving Triple J. And obviously I love that job. It was such a wonderful time, three yeah. and a half years I spent there. But, um, you know, like a lot of jobs, it is you, you get as you, – you can be as big as small as you want. Yeah, and yeah. I think because Lewis and I uh, – it's my radio partner, Lewis Hover – Always thought we genuinely, honestly felt that each year was the last year we were going to yep. do it. So we were always just like, "Oh, we've got to do something crazy because mm-hmm. it's our last year." And so each year we were just trying to top the last year, and for whatever for weird reasons, we'd always stay on. Mm-hmm. It just meant by the end of three and a half years, I was like, like flying everywhere and like doing as many like in the last like. I don't right, know. Like I think you have to. I mean, I think you and I see we're in this way. Like, yeah. what is? What is what is the point? Exactly. Like, why would you? Why would you have that job if you just want to like, like? What's the point of having an incredible audience of wonderful people if you just yeah. want to like especially talk the about ABC. the jokes of the new, like the day of day's news kind of thing especially every day? With the ABC because it's not like yeah. you're getting like house money at like you, exactly, you have to yeah. do it because it, yeah. it interests you and you love it and totally. Like, um, you're so constantly the, trying to do something different. In like the last like I don't know three or four weeks, like you know I was at Splendor and then we like got statues made and then we went to Cockington Green to do like a yeah those statues were horrifying. That was so bad. Yeah. Um, but the guy made them in like I don't know like forty eight hours. So like good yeah, on yeah yeah. Um, we got them. We we got them put in Newcastle and now Lewis and I are doing this tour. Anyway, it was just a really big. Yeah, couple of weeks. Um, so I'm really glad to be done with that. But now I'm like, now I'm like, I can sleep. I yeah. have ideas. Yeah, you I can take up to, a weird hobby. I don't have to churn things immediately into radio You've content. Got that lovely, uh, is it a Sony? Is it a Nikon? That camera? Oh, you the camera. Take, you could take yep. up photography, like me. Oh, sure. We yes, could be, we could be photo buddies. Um, maybe I'll have a family now, Ben. I'll be just like Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a family. Um, no, I'll probably play, I'll probably play video games and yeah, um, yeah. and. Um, Get competitive. There's a new Warcraft game I've um, sure. like started playing on my phone, which is uh-huh. quite fun. Yeah, great. Um, well, uh, but you've you've, you've also been changing your your career slightly. You look relaxed, by the way. Which thank is you. Good. It's you look more relaxed wonderful. than you did at the Hulu. Um, <laughs> Whose number? All right, who's next? <laughs> Sit down. Look at the camera. If you can feed me a treat. If you can work it out in a fucking chicken shop, you can work it out here, people. <laughs> um, no, I have. I've had a. So I'm, I'm working at this production company uh, part time. Mm-hmm. 
Which, which, which had always been the plan because I was looking after Arlo two days a week. And, and for people who aren't, uh, who maybe for people who aren't across Australian television, this is a, this is a, this is not like a, this is not like a scam production company. This is like a proper <laughs> television production company that's made. Um, I looked at their website. Some of the biggest shows. They made big stuff. They have. In they some have, of the biggest shows new. in Australia. They're new. They're like, oh, well, the, the guy the who guy runs is, it. The guy who runs is it is. A is, fucking is, legend of the game. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I've been on there as like a kind of development guy, mm-hmm. uh, developing projects and stuff. And it's been really fun. And I'm, I'm still doing that. But um, yeah, exciting news, um, potentially for me and only me. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I'd, I'd, I'd been coming home from work. Uh, and and I love my job, but there is something funny about it, which is like I'm so used to you know, like ten years in TV. I'm really used to just getting a phone call and someone being like, "You want to make a thing?" And then just like turning up sure. every day and making that thing. Yes. Um, all the stuff that happens before that, not privy to. Right. Um, never so the, really the, been the development, the pitching, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and especially the pitching. So like my yeah. job right now is like in, on the one hand really exciting because like. I'm talking to like really great writers and like people who have great ideas and mm-hmm. I'm helping them get it together as a pitch deck and mm. then working out who to pitch it to and like yeah. having those relationships and all that. But like it is uh, not to put too fine a point in that, like it's, it's a kind of creative edging, you know what I mean? Because you, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you just kind of see they're being like, let me write the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or let this person write the thing. And, and it's and, a different, I, I would, in my limited experience, I think selling a TV show is a very different skill set to making a TV show. Very much And so. they're related, but often the thing that you... Like, often what you're doing when you're selling a show is finding out what the gap in the market is yeah. or what the network needs or some thing that is is never the best way to start a creative process. Yeah, and actually, right? I, I actually know very few people who... There, there are people who are good at both of those things, yeah. but I actually know very few of them. And, yeah. like, perhaps arrogantly when I was offered this job... Like, Megan my, my whole thing was like, great, I'm going to become someone who's good at both of those things. Yeah. And then I will become it's, unstoppable. You know what it's like? It's like, um, it's like you know how there's, like... Um, a kind of theatre or comedy performer and you're like, how are they still doing this after 30 years? And you just realise they're really good at writing grants, yes. grant applications. Yes. It's the same thing. And you're like, you like go and watch their show and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then next year, they're, they're, and it's always the highest production values. You're like, this, and they've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. And it's just that they are a fucking gun grant at machine. writing gr- yeah. grant applications. Um, so I was doing that, but I was like coming home just like, Ah, frustrated because they didn't have an output. Mm. So I started writing a book um, after we'd put the boys down. Now, is this like a manifesto or yeah, something? Yeah, sort of like a... It's a book about your like struggle. A list of demands in, in many ways. Um, <laughs> I, I started writing this a, a fiction book uh, when we'd put the boys down and Anya would be working on her briefs and, and I... Uh, well, that's interesting. So you were shamed into writing a book because your <laughs> wife was working long hours. That is a very... That is an yeah. interesting insight into that your home life. That is certainly one way of looking at it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I wrote it for like a little while. Ben, are you playing Switch again? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm... Uh... <laughs> um, anyway, like, uh, maybe like... So that, I did that for like a month and, and started to really, really enjoy it and really enjoy the story and... Um, and like I don't know, probably like three weeks ago, I, I sold it to like a, a big, a, a, hot damn. A, a proper publisher, hot damn, um, who, who's who's bought it. So um, uh, wait, just going backpedal a bit. I know some details, but are we allowed to talk about any of the like what the book's about? Yeah, what yeah, is, of course we are. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a fictional book that is that has links to sort of historical. Yeah, reality. so like for 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 international listeners, there's this period in the '80s in Australia, especially in, in Sydney, but also in Queensland and, and parts of Melbourne and mm. kind of all over really, but mainly East Coast that I I kind of love because it's 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 kind of bonkers when like. New South Wales, the, the city that you and I live in, in, in New South Wales, Sydney, yes. was like w- one of the most corrupt places uh, in the Western world. Well, before like, basically before 1995 in Australia, if you were pretty rich, you could do whatever crimes you wanted yeah. and basically get away with it. Yeah, so like, uh, and, and, and it comes down to like an incredibly corrupt um, culture in the in the New South Wales. The um, government was corrupt. The cops were corrupt. I mean, not yeah, all of the them, obviously. The magistrates were corrupt. But, like, insane. everyone was being bought and sold. The, the story that, like, really, hit, like, made me want to write this book was mm. um, uh, Nettie Smith, who was a real person and an absolute monster. Um, he was, like, a standover man, a pimp. A, a, he got into drug mm. importation in the mid-'80s, too. But in, in, in the early-'80s, he was just a... He was just a extremely violent stick-up man, essentially. And he... Um, he tells a story in his own autobiography, which, by the way, like, do not pick up. <laughs> like, it is, it is, it is eighty percent lies. And unless you're writing a book about this period, there is no point reading it. <laughs> um, you're saying a criminal 
wrote a book that was full of lies. I know, right? Oh, the New Yorker fact checkers didn't get on that one. Or? <laughs> What's interesting is like he's such a fucking idiot right. that like his lie. You can tell when he's lying, even in print. Mm-hmm. Like his voice print sounds suspicious. Yeah. When he writes, anyway, um, he tells a story which I've since managed to verify that like in '79 or so he was uh, he went to a nightclub in Glebe. Which, for people who live in Sydney, it's very funny to imagine like Clem and Glee. But That's crazy. Yeah. He calls it a disco. He went there with his wife. Ah. And uh, they sat down and got drinks. And he saw across the room a table of, of, of men who had, at some point in the distant past, beat up Nettie Smith. For what I assume were very good reasons, And that's right? him. So he sees some people who have beat him up. Yeah. In and he says to his wife, darling, wait there. Or at the discotheque. Wait, wait and mind our drinks. I've just got to get something from the car. Uh-huh. And so he leaves the discotheque. What it transpires was in his car, for reasons that no one's been able to explain to me, was an axe. And he takes the axe, walks back into the club, and just goes to town on these fellows with an axe, while his wife's like, Nettie! Um, Fuck! So he cuts them and beats them, puts two of them in the hospital, before finally being like, yeah, we should go. Uh, And on the way home, apparently, his wife's like, I'm never going dancing with you again. Uh, So this is like something that... At any other time in history, I feel, mm, yeah. or at least in the last kind of, you know, whatever, yeah. w- would be the sort of thing that would mean that you would probably go to jail for, for, for a considerable amount of time. Yes, yes. The next day, Nettie Smith gets a call from a Balmain cop who's like, Nettie, mate. Nettie. <laughs> what buddy, have you done? What have you, yes, silly Billy. Meet me at the pub, bring me $15,000. <laughs> and that's fucking it. Nettie Smith would be in jail like six months later for amazingly... Not that. That's crazy. So that went away. So like, I, I find that whole um, that whole period fascinating and like weirdly yes. funny. Uh-huh. And so the novel is uh, set against that backdrop of real people. Mm-hmm. In 1981, something quite famous in Australia happened, where a, a cop whose real name <laughs> was Roger Rogerson uh, that's uh, shot a criminal uh, or, mm. or a sort of low level drug dealer in broad daylight yes. um, in Chippendale, just down the road from where we are, um, and that kind of set off. A chain yes. of events that would 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 sort of probably lead to the Wood Commission in the nineties, and then and then and yes. Then. But um, th- that story's been told a number of times, most famously on a TV show from the nineties called Blue Murder, uh, and I love the story. I think it's great. I wanted to write a book about two brothers who I've made up, um, who are very very low on the pecking order. Mm. Um, just two. One of them's a real. One of them's an ex-boxer. One of them's a dipshit thief. Um, just sort of going about their own business while the Lanfranchi Rogerson thing is kind of happening in the background. Um, uh, okay. So they kind of weave in and out of history. And, so um, it's, it's, it's like, can I, because obviously. You can do it. This is, um, people listening to this are interested in Ben Jenkins. Sure. Right? They're interested in, what, in knowing what you're up to. Uh-huh. They're fans. They're, they're, they're Jenkins heads. Uh-huh. Right. Um, when you go out to sell this book, because yep. like half the book is writing the book and then mm-hmm. half the book is selling the yep. book, right? Yep. When you go out, you're going to need to like, Distill this down into like a yep. five second pitch. Yep. Here's. Can I, before you tell you yours, can I uh, tell you mine? Buy yeah. it for your dad who you don't know that well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, mine was going to be. Um, so it's like, his, it's like, it's like, again, it's like fictional against history. Yeah. I'd be like, it's Forrest Gump. Okay. <laughs> it's Forrest Gump, but. Australian crime. That's interesting because my publisher has already called it Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, which is a much higher brow reference than Forrest Gump. But Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, don't they just sort of ask each other a bunch of questions? Well, it's sort of like Hamlet, is is ha- from- Hamlet is happening in the wings of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. You know what I mean? Yes, like I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. yours is good too. Well, like I mean, Robert what, Zemeckis what is What is Gump? But Hamlet reimagined. I think that's um, untrue. But I think it's. I think. I think they're, they're, You know what that is, Michael? That's some words you've said in an order. Good night, sweet Jenny. Is mm-hmm. there anything of that? I think there's a bit of that. So I've written. Uh, it's it's due. Like the first manuscript is due like by Christmas, which is like fairly tight. So how many words does a book have to? Be? These are all the questions that people are thinking right now. They've huh? never who have not just never <laughs> written a book, but never read a book. Sure. How many words are in a book? Uh, about. Oh, I think this book's going to come in at about eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Eighty thousand is about right. And and so between um, and when's when you got it? December. You got to uh, December. December. The and how many? This is very like this is very university essay style <laughs> questions. So how many have you written so far? Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. And so you've got another. What sixty five thousand words to write, yeah. something like that, or seven, you know, fifty thousand, sixty. Yeah, no, wait, twenty thousand. I've 20, written, so I've written twenty five percent. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I, so I now have with with the advance, we're now like kind of able to um those two days. I was looking I get, up, so oh, how, how does that? Work? So they give you some cash just to write the book. 
before yes. you've you give them a couple of sample chapters, <laughs> then they give you some cash. And so it doesn't even so if you if your book and I, I yeah. sincerely hope it's not, but just say your book's a fucking bomb. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to give that back. Zero you get to keep it. You get to keep it. What if you don't finish the book? Then what if the last <laughs> say sixty thousand words are screw Flanders, screw Flanders? Well, that's how they get you, because they only give you half the money you at first, and then when you uh, when you submit your eighty thousand ones, they give you the rest. But yeah, you know, if the yeah, book right. flops, you do get to keep that money. And if um, so, you just have, so you're, all you've got because all you've got to do, all I've got to do is turn in is write the book. Yeah, all you've got to do is write the book. They've got to they've got to do they've, all the marketing and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hot damn! Yeah. So, so do you have a title for the book? I do, but I don't want to say Mister Jenkins's big suck off adventure. Well, you've said it now, so <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, no, I don't want to say because I think it'll change, but I do have a title. Me and my publisher are happy with the title. And uh-huh. uh, it's not going to be out for a fucking long time, though. I'll tell you that much for free. So you write it for the end of this year? I write it for the end of this year. Um, then it goes into, what, an editor or something? We, 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 do, we do an edit for the next six months, so first half of next year. Um, probably, hopefully, won't take that long, but we allowed for that amount of time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it goes to, like, market before it gets printed so like goes to like the the, the retailers and stuff to see who's before it gets printed oh you send them like a you send them like yeah. an office works print or something no you do you do print up a version of it right like, okay. I, think, I actually think this is what um what meredith, meredith has, has sent has sent oh galley copy it's written there um yeah so you you do have a number of copies to send to like buyers and stuff and then you see if like gimmicks is gonna buy it if, you know if big w is gonna buy it or whatever i got sent um a, f- a person who's been on this podcast wrote, wrote a book in the last couple of years yeah and they sent um, a I guess a pre-market yeah. version of their book that they'd written to to Triple J or like yeah. I got one and Lewis got one, um, and mine was signed with a lovely note that said like, "Hey, look, if you like, would love to come on the show and yeah. talk about it, blah, blah blah. Here's my memoir, blah blah blah." Yeah. Um. Uh, Lewis's one uh was not signed at all. And so it be, I was like, lol, this is funny. Clearly, I'm the favorite here. Yeah, yeah. And so we had this person. I thought it was like a funny joke. We had this person on to then talk about the book. First question, Lewis was like, why did he get a soft copy? <laughs> <laughs> why did he go? <laughs> and they were like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would have been prepped for that by their publisher. Uh, um. So yeah, it'll, I think it'll be out like like either end of 2024 or start of 2025. No, you got to get end of 2024 Christmas. What are you talking about? No, and this is like the interesting thing, and like this is why I quite like my publisher because uh-huh. she was like very uh, she's very direct. Yeah, because I was like Christmas people love Christmas, and she was like, yeah, for Christmas people tend to go with like authors that they know. Oh, <laughs> like, you don't want to be competing against like. J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, exactly. If, he, if that fucker <laughs> drops another book when mine comes out, I'm toast. Who, who do you... Who's, who, who's, do, you, do you read books? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, gave up, you, yes. I gave up reading three years ago, Ben. Okay. And I, mi- I might... I, I mean, occasionally I have to read something. It would mean a lot to me if you would read my book when it comes occasionally out. Occasionally I have to read a book for work, uh-huh. although I don't anymore because I don't work. You just see if they signed it. And exactly, <laughs> and then read the message at the front. Yeah. All right, tick. Um, I, will, I will potentially um, lift my um, ban yeah. for your book. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but um, when do you, know the author, do you know the names in your head of the authors you're competing against? Like who are doing <laughs> similar things to you, like vaguely... Are you going to go egg their house if I criminal, tell you? Criminal... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, because this is like crime and almost like true crimey sort of. It'll probably it's true be true crime adjacent. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's a, it's a it's a lot of houses to egg. Let me tell you that much. Um, but you don't really know like who you like. The publisher gave me like some comparisons when she bought the book, being like, yep. "Oh, it's this meets this meets this," uh-huh. which I was very used to working in TV. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. Of language you use. Yeah. And there were a few names there that I was like quite surprised uh, by. J.R.R. Tolkien was one of them. <laughs> and um, so now... Do you know, I actually had an idea as I was drifting off to sleep last night because now I'm thinking about like, oh shit, it's going to be real. It's going to be a book. I've got to yeah. like think about certain things that I thought it would be really funny to have like, you know, to have at the start of this book, like dedication and then like a map of like a castle or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you never reference again, but it's like, yeah, this is... <laughs> Or like the land of Guardwar and <laughs> um, extremely fun. Well, congratulations on getting a a book deal. Thank you. Um, are you the first 
Oh no, we've had a couple of other authors on 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 the show. Yeah, we've had Max Laverne had that book. He was, oh, Jordan yeah. Morris was um, he's yes. bringing a comic yeah, book. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm scum. Yeah, I'm um, very I'm very Johnny Cotton lately, but it's exciting, and I'll uh, I'll let you know when it's done. What, do, do do you reckon uh, voice wise? Yeah, mate. Is it going to be hard to read, or is it going to be an easy read? Like, do you, are you told <laughs> to write it for like dum dums or? No, I have told to curb anything, which makes me think I might already write for Dum Dums without meaning to. Uh, <laughs> like, do you need me to dumb the staff in middle Australia? Like, uh, it's pretty it's dumb, dumb already. Yeah. <laughs> you describe the main character as wacko jacko. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this has been a delight. Thank you. And thank you, Meredith, for, for those wonderful books and for those wonderful snacks. When we do this, when we pick this up again, because now yes. I have time. Now, oh, far out. We've been talking for an hour. We got, we got to, we got to, we got to wrap I, this up. I'm. This is t- this is book writing time that I'm eating into enjoying. We appreciate. Enjoying well, this is book time. promo. This is, this this is true. Book, actually, you know what? Can we? Can Fred Will Good Home be the official? Can we? Can it be the when it comes out? Can we be the official yeah. companion? Because you know how they do that. Like, oh, can, <laughs> Instead, yeah. like can we, we just market it as my book's audio book, but it's just like. 18 hours yeah. Yeah. Of, of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Or I could, can I do the audio book of your book? I'll do it in a funny voice. Uh-huh. Let me hear Once it. Once upon a time. <laughs> like that, is that. Do you think my book starts with Once Upon a Time, by the way? <laughs> I imagine. Well, I'm, the editors haven't got to it yet, but sure. I imagine. I imagine they're going to be like, well, we've got to start it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Sure. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Um, now that, um, you know, we've got a bit more time, we'll might do a couple more of these yeah, here absolutely. and there. Um, but, um... Uh, no classifies this week, I guess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape, then I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.